I hardly ever watch the news. I try to read a local Mapleton paper every once in a while. Mostly I read the news app on my phone. The other day I came across an article that said there was an 85 year long Harvard study uh, that says that the thing that makes us most happy, that helps us live longer, is positive relationships. Or as they put it, social fitness. Fortunately or unfortunately, science seems to be saying that living a long, happy life requires interacting with others. A long, happy life seems to require entering into relationships. Now when it comes to physical fitness, I have signed on the dotted line several times in my life for a gym membership. None of them have lasted. I have given up. I'll exercise by playing a sport any time, but I can't will myself to exercise for the sake of exercising. I say this because all relationships require something of us. The question is, do we have the skills we need to enter a specific relationship at a specific time? Our relationship with God is the most important relationship we have. Many people, myself included at times, live life as if our relationship with God is the least important relationship we have. Again, all relationships require something of us. Being part of a family often entails rules. Rules about cleaning the house or the dishes. Rules about not stabbing your brother with a sword you made out of two pieces of wood. Rules about not telling your little sister to stick her head under the clothes chute and then going upstairs and dropping dirty underwear on her face. Rules about saying sorry when you hurt a family member. In the first reading, we hear about requirements for a relationship with God. Now, the requirements for a relationship with God is different than our relationship with other people. When we follow the rules of others, of society, it is good for both us and others. However, with God, when we follow God's rules, it only benefits us. Yes, God takes joy in our following Him and doing good, but as God, He doesn't need us to do good to follow the rules. God is God. He doesn't need anything. So our first reading begins, If you choose to keep the commandments of God, the commandments will save you. Again, following God's commandments benefits us, not God. If we trust in God, it, will, it benefits us, not God. Due to the fall of Adam and Eve, our reason, our judgment has become clouded. Now every action, every thought is either good or bad, black or white, objectively. However, because we are fallen human beings with a clouded conscience, sometimes it's hard to determine if an action is actually good or bad. This is true for every action. Well, maybe not every action. I mean, whether you choose to get your coffee and then eat breakfast, the other way around is not a moral decision. But for every moral action, there is an objective right or wrong. However, we can't always tell what that is because of our fallen conscience. But God, who is truth, knows if it is objectively actually right or wrong. Sirach acknowledges this. He says, God has set before us fire and water, life and death, good and evil. We have free will to choose one or the other. God does not force us to choose the good, to choose what is best for us, to choose his will for us. Sirach says that whatever we choose, it will be given to us. 
Though we smash with Psalm says, Blessed are they who follow the law of the Lord. Again, we open ourselves up to God's grace when we follow the laws, the rules, the commandments of God. God's laws, God's commandments, God's rules are what is best for us. God created us. He knows how we work. God is wisdom. Now, we have a ton of knowledge these days. I don't know if it's true, but I think I read somewhere that we will ingest more information in a month than people a hundred years ago ingested in their lifetimes. We have tons of information and opinions, but sometimes we are lacking a basic wisdom. St. Paul, in his first letter to the Corinthians, says that Christians speak a wisdom that is mature, not a wisdom of this age. St. Paul says God's wisdom is predetermined before the ages. It is older than the nations. God's wisdom does not change. The wisdom of God is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Jesus makes a bold claim in today's Gospel. He says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Jesus fulfills the law. Jesus may have a reputation for breaking the laws, at least that's what the Pharisees and the scribes thought. But Jesus actually did fulfill the law. He fulfilled the purpose behind the Jewish laws. And what is the purpose of all good laws and commandments? God. God is love. So you could also say love. God is truth, goodness, and beauty, the three transcendentals. So you could also say the purpose of all good laws and commandments are truth, goodness, and beauty. Almost all parents love their children. Therefore, they restrict, they make rules for their children about crossing the street or even playing in the street. However, I think sometimes our modern approach to you know, this uh, issue in particular would go something like this. How dare parents tell their children not to play in the street? How dare they limit their children and where they can play? Children should be free to play wherever they want and to decide for themselves where they want to play. It is good for them to learn from their own experience how getting hit by a car feels. Who knows, maybe they'll figure out a way to avoid getting hit by cars on their own. Now most rules and commandments are given to children from their parents out of love. God is the perfect parent. He perfectly loves us. Therefore, even more so than our earthly parents, God gives us rules and commandments out of His perfect love for us. Letting our children do whatever they want whenever they want is easy parenting, but it is not loving parenting. Yes, children will push back, but when we give them boundaries, then they know we love them enough to care what they are doing, what morals and values they will grow up to have. And not just children, all of us, we all need to lovingly correct others, but even more so we need to be able to humbly receive correction from others. Out of love for God and others, we need to strive to be the best person, the most moral person we can be. A moral person, a virtuous person, a wise person, does not ask what or how much they can get away with. I feel like this is a lot of people these days. The thought seems to be, if it's not illegal and I can get away with it, then I should do it. I personally get annoyed when people seem to think on the road that even though the person will have to slow down, I can get away with pulling out and making a right-hand turn into a busy street. Because, yeah, they'll slow down. They don't want to hit me. 
Oh, what do you do when you are at McDonald's? Or at least uh, I go to McDonald's, maybe you don't, but... Uh, what do you do when you're at McDonald's and they give you two burgers instead of the one you paid for? Do you just eat it, or do you go back to the counter and tell them that they gave you an extra burger? Wisdom is not just doing what we think we can get away with, but rather doing what we ought to do. Instead of asking what we can get away with, we need to ask what is the right thing to do. What does God's love inform me to do? What course of action best increases the amount of truth, goodness, and beauty in the universe? In the Gospel, Jesus continues by taking things to the next level. He says that the Ten Commandments tell us that we should not kill. But Jesus says we should not even harbor anger towards our brother. Jesus says the Ten Commandments tell us we should not commit adultery. Jesus says we should not even look at someone with lust. Here at the Newman Center, we also talk about emotional chastity. So if you are dating someone, if you are engaged or married, or even if you are single, are you saying and doing things with someone else that would not be fair to the person you are dating, engaged to, or married to? Or even in your thoughts, are you entertaining thoughts and desires about someone that are not appropriate to your situation or to their situation, such as entertaining lustful thoughts about someone who is already married to someone else? God's laws and commandments may seem unfun or even hurtful in the moment. By extension, one might say the same thing about the laws and commandments of the Catholic Church. This makes sense because the Catholic Church is inspired by the Holy Spirit to teach the divine law of God to us, God's beloved sons and daughters. However, as Catholics, we believe that God's divine law revealed to us through the Catholic Church is really what is best for us. Again, God created us and loves us, and thus He knows what is best for us. If our purpose is to get to heaven, to be with God forever in heaven, if our purpose is to become saints, then it would be in our best interest to trust the love of God and follow the rules and commandments He gave us, even the ones we don't fully understand. If we don't fully understand the moral teaching of the Catholic Church on something, on some subject, then this is a great invitation to study the teaching more. Again, people go to great lengths to be physically fit, take time to become spiritually fit. The more we spend time recognizing God's love for us and loving God back in prayer and every other aspect of our lives, it will become easier and easier to become saints. So live as many moments as you can, aware of God's love for you as a beloved son or daughter. Even this has the potential to radically change the way you live your life. Over your life not just following God's laws and commandments, but a life lived full of joy.